everyone. I'm Mallory Melcher Post, and my friends on the Pod Squad and I are so happy that you're joining us today. We have a really special guest on the show. My good friend Claudia Turan is here. Um, Claudia, you really are. You're one of the most beautiful, spiritual, and honestly, just like authentic. Like you, you really are the real deal women that I know. And we're so grateful you're here with us today to share what you're passionate about. And yeah, so thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you guys for, um, it's an honor for me to be here and to be able to share just what God puts in my heart. And I just want to inspire others, you know, to just really be able to share my story and see God through it all. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited to be here. Thank you, ladies. Of course, <laughs> of course. Well, just to help us and our listeners get to know you a little bit better, do you have any hobbies or anything you're interested in? So I'm like really nerdy. I love learning and I love just cultures, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I, I love learning languages and traveling a lot. Um, so this is basically what I do most of the time. That's amazing. <laughs> Living the dream. Right? Are you from, uh, where are you from originally? So I'm actually, I grew up here in uh, the Bay Area, but I lived in Mexico for 10 years, kind of oh, all great. over the country. Um, and even in, in that country, you know, there's so many states, like different cultures, different words, like sometimes people don't understand each other. So I don't know if that's where kind of like my love for um, moving or my, for, for seeing different cultures and different mm-hmm. ways of people leaving that. My love came for traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a little bit of traveling through Europe, mostly Italy, London, you know, and it's impressive just how different life is. And mm-hmm. it's, it's intriguing, right? Because then you're like, wow, I never thought about this. And then I wish I'd live a thousand lives just so I could be from different <laughs> ethnic backgrounds because it's impressive. It's amazing. That's so cool. Yes. And it's, I think it just gets us out of our own little bubbles. Like yeah. I can just feel like, oh, like whatever's right in front of me is how everybody lives or exists. And then it's like so eye-opening to go around and be like, oh no, there's so many different pr- perspectives or uh, like you mentioned, different ways of living. So yeah. that's really great. Well, I bet that's part of why God has put the mission so much on your heart. Um, So we're really excited to kind of hear you share about that and why you're passionate about it. So yeah, go ahead and take it away. Okay. So yeah, definitely. The mission has always been kind of like on my heart. And again, I don't know if it happened when I started traveling, but it started first (laughs) a long time ago. I actually grew up Catholic and I looked a lot of the times into becoming a nun. And I feel like a lot of it was because I wanted to share the good news. And I wanted to just talk about God all the time and just tell people, you know, about my savior. And so (laughs) it's been something that's on my heart a lot. And now with becoming a Christian, I really feel that God has called me to explore this a little bit deeper. And so when I heard the call about going into ministry, I think I was really scared (laughs) and I I was like, oh my God, you know, I don't know how to do this. But I think I just prayed for a willing heart to no matter what God was calling me to just go into it. And so the more I've looked into it, read books on missionary work and just study the Bible, I really feel like there's this new conviction just of, of how important the mission is for God. And it's, to me now, it's like his whole heart. I think in my life and my personal experience, it's not just a part of being a Christian and the Christian life, but it's the Christian life completely without uh, compartmentalizing. And one of the scriptures that really hit me and, and completely gave a new light to this was um, John three sixteen and 17, where it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be safe through him. So I think that in this scripture alone, we can see two different aspects of God. 
One is obviously as Jesus. He comes down into the nations to preach the good news and to seek and save the lost. But then there's also the aspect of the father who is sending his son. Because mm. I do, I mean, it's it's my heart, but I, at the same time, I think it can be very challenging. It can be very scary to go into the unknown. Mm-hmm. But God's done it from the very beginning. It's, it's his very nature. Mm-hmm. I think he's always been into the business of sending people from the very beginning when he sent Abraham into the promised land with promises and just like you're going to be a father of nations he sent him away and, and abraham did not even know where he was going mm-hmm. um and then he also sent joseph right through a series of events that he didn't know what was happening he didn't know he was going to end up in egypt with the pharaoh but he sent him to save the people from famine mm-hmm. and then obviously he sent the prophets through time you know to to save the people to bring them back to god and then obviously ultimately he sent his son jesus mm-hmm. and then he sent his holy spirit to dwell in us, which is incredible. Right. So I just think, you know, as he's sending us into the world, I remember the scripture in John 17, 18, where it says, as you have sent me to the world, so I have sent them into the world. So again, I think as our father, you know, we're just going after his footsteps, like he's just teaching us. And and I love that God does it by showing us. He's not just like, you go into the world and good luck. He's like, Mm -hmm. first of all, I've done it since the beginning of time so you have my example but you also have the spirit like I'm going with you into the world and so I think that's incredible to be able to be part of that and again I think it's also hard when I think it's harder to send others and then to go ourselves because I think sometimes we're like oh I feel the calling and it's scary but the, the pull is so strong but I think sometimes, like, are we willing to send our kids? You know, what if hmm. you have an 18-year-old that's like, hey, before I go to college, I want to spend a year or I want to spend a couple years in Africa. You know, are we, mm-hmm. as parents, willing? You know, do, do we, right. are we freaking out? Or, or even not only that, but are we making it accessible for our kids or the next generations to go right. to the nations? And so I feel like these are, are, are big matters for God. And so with this, I just wanted to leave up a few practicals about God's heart. And I think like sometimes it doesn't have to be to another cold, uh, country or a third world country. Right. Um, it can be in our circles. It can right. be in our families, right? Because not everyone in our families are disciples. Right. It could be at work. It could be at our kids' parents, you know, sharing mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. And I think we can also, we think like... I don't know if you guys relate, but I think sometimes we can, again, compartmentalize that part and be like, oh, my God, I have to share. I ha-. It becomes like a task right. rather than right. like a lifestyle, mm-hmm. rather than, oh, I'm just going to share it with this person. I haven't had the opportunity to like go into the mission field in overseas or anything like that. But I do go to Mexico all the time, um, mm-hmm. TJ, and I go to my nail lady, and I seriously, I'm like, <laughs> we're talking about nails, we're talking about this, but I'm like, oh, hey, you know, I go to this church, and like, this is what happened, like, oh, you know, we talked about this on, on Friday, and so just sharing our life, I think, right. then you're like, oh, it's exciting, I'm sharing, and then they can relate, and so I feel like that's starting with our circles, but then I also feel like we have to ask ourselves and, and dare to dream big. I feel like we mm-hmm. have to say, like, listen, because I'm just think God's like pulling us, but we're not, we're ignoring it. Or we're like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll explore this later when time is right. But um, I just want to inspire people to dare to dream big mm-hmm. and to pray big prayers to not, you know, remember that God with God, everything is possible. Mm-hmm. And so if you have a dream to, I don't know. <laughs> 
plant a church in your hometown. Mm-hmm. You know, like like let's pray and maybe God is asking you go plant a church there. Right. So kind of like pray big, dream big, and pray big. And then a third one, uh, practical, I think. Sharing our faith, whether it's across the street or overseas, I think it's a hard issue mm-hmm. for sure. Um, definitely is challenging because essentially like we're sharing with people that could be very different from us, right? But mm-hmm. I think it's asking ourselves, why is this so challenging? Mm-hmm. Why, you know, have I forgotten what God means to me? Have I, mm-hmm. or, or, or maybe it's not that, it's just it's simply... I'm scared. I'm scared. And it's okay to to be scared. You know, I think right. it's definitely normal. I think it's a natural instinct. So with that, I also want to talk about another scripture that it's very close to my heart. I think this one really convicts me the most. Um, and it's Romans 10, 13, 14. And it says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the name on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? Mm. And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? So obviously, I think this scripture is very straightforward. Right. I think it speaks for itself, um, reminds us of the responsibility that we have to share the gospel. But I think for mm-hmm. me personally, it's concerning because <laughs> I think that um, I also get a feel of privilege. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you have something and you have a treasure, but you're not giving it away. Kind right. of like I'm, I'm keeping it to myself. Right. Uh, or I'm thinking like, wow, my life is great. I'm focused on my walk with God. But what about the rest of the world, right? And um, I think it convicts me, and it's hard, but I think at the same time it's very empowering. Because, you know, I I have to say I'm very critical, and it's easy for me to be on campuses, you know, the younger generation, or or even, like, I don't know, people that are just set in their ways, and I can be like, well, they're not changing, or they're doing this, or they're out partying. Or I can just feel like the world around me is so sad. You know, there's wars, there's people fighting, there's a border being built. Mm. I feel like the separation, right? This world is going crazy. And I can complain. But with this scripture, I really feel like God's telling me, well, Claudia, you can cry out to me and, and ask me. You know, I've asked God, like, God, are you not hearing? Are you not right. doing anything about it? But I think God's like, Claudia, you can do ask me all of that, but what are you doing about it? Hmm. Right. Hmm. And so I think it's scary because there's a lot of responsibility, but I also think it's empowering like, Mm -hmm. Oh wait, I can do something about it. And I think that's the power of the gospel. Right. I think that's remembering that it's life, that it's peace, that is love and and really truly believing that that is the answer, you know, Mm -hmm. to, to things that are going on socially. And so, you know, bringing the gospel to people, I also think of myself, am I making it available to people that are not necessarily, that don't necessarily have access to it, even in my own community, right? It could be anyone, you know, like people at work, people that grew up in a different religion and don't know Jesus, am I making it available? Right. Am I sharing the gospel in their territory instead of expecting them to come to me? Mm -hmm. Um, But also, like, because of the travel, am I sharing the gospel gospel in a way that that culture can identify with it? Hmm. Or do I expect them to come to like a Western idea right? and then be able like, okay, this is who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously they're not going to understand. So I think something specifically in the Western Christian world we have forgotten is, is kind of like not to civilize the other people into the Western Christianity, right? but to share in a context that they will understand, you Mm -hmm. know, are we making the gospel available to the blind man on the street? You Mm -hmm. know, are we making it available to the women of the issue of blood to, to be able to reach out to us? Mm. So I think that's something that sometimes we can get too comfortable 
here yeah. and expect them to understand us when no, we're bringing it out to them, right? And and that's what Jesus did. Exactly. He, he became all things to all people. Mm-hmm. And then I also want to say, though, when we're sharing our faith, persecution is very real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like, for me at least, that's when I can get challenged, right? Yes. Persecution. Me personally, when I became a Christian, um, persecution was very real at home. Yeah. I mean, I got disowned by my family. Um, I got, like, literally not, my nieces and nephews could not talk to me. It wow. was it was kind of intense. But I just remember going through it was really hard. And obviously, I'm not going to negate that there's pain with it. Right. And a lot of prayer and a lot of asking God, okay, God, I cannot take this anymore. But having gone through that, then you realize that the dark is not as dark. Wow. And then God molds your heart in a way that reading about it can inspire you, but going through it can, I mean, it just changes you, right? right? Another time when I was struggling with mental health and I felt kind of like I can do nothing, I can share my faith, I cannot talk about anything because I felt like I was barely holding on, but obedience came to the picture for me. Wow. And I said, okay, I'm going to keep connecting with God however I can through prayer. Maybe it's just silence and God's going <laughs> to speak to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but one particular thing that I was like, okay, I'll do this once a week. And it was feeding the homeless. Because mm-hmm. I don't know, I just feel so broken that I kind of felt like I need to relate <laughs> to people that are broken. Mm-hmm. And when I, what I learned through this, to, through being obedient, is that as I was sharing my life with others and just giving out of my <laughs> whatever I had, because I feel like I had nothing mm-hmm. at that time, God changed me. God mm. taught me. And every time that I went through, I went to feed the homeless, I honestly came back with more hope. Wow. And more like, wow, his darkness is bigger than mine, yet he's thriving. Yeah. And I know God's taking care of him because somehow God called me here to him. Wow. So then you have the sense of like, I know that when I'm going through darkness, God will take care of me because right. I'm witness to it. So, so to me, just to say that, that the dark is not as dark as it seems. Persecution right. is real. It's, it's, it's dark. It's ugly. But, um, but God is there. God right. will walk with you. Again, his spirit is within us. Mm. And so I also want to share about persecution. Sometimes I feel like people in persecution are in persecution for two reasons, right? They have decided to make Jesus Lord. But they, they're persecuted because they have decided to share with others. You know, mm-hmm. that's why they're persecuted, because people know they're Christian. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they feel, me personally, that when I don't share the gospel, I'm part of the persecutors, right? Mm. I'm part of Satan's lies. Because I'm like, no, I'm scared, I'm this, and, and I let fear overtake me. But in that, I'm being part of Satan's scheme of stopping the mm-hmm. gospel from from spreading right mm-hmm. and so that really convicts me when i hear stories of people that are willingly choosing to put their lives at risk mm-hmm. for the gospel and so that also reminds me that there's no such thing as a persecuted church and then a free church that we're one church globally we're one body and i think for us to identify with those in persecution or just those people in other countries or even our neighbors or again even my story even with people in our own like cities and our own like mm-hmm. church communities that are going through persecution themselves. I think just prayer, 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 prayer. And I also think just offering like your homes. Like for me, I remember. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, I just need a mom. Like I'm going through stuff and I just need to talk to, to a mom mm-hmm. and, and the moms in the church, you know, they, they were there for me and it was like incredible, you know? Yes. So I think we can, we can get so comfortable in our own walk with God and say, you know, I'm, I'm, 
I'm fine. I'm, I'm repentant for my sin. Like we can get so focused in our growth, right? but then what about our neighbors? You know, right. and again, it doesn't have to be overseas. It can be our peers, you know, our, 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 sometimes our evangelists, you know, I think, um, ministry for me exposed my heart. Right. And it was like, oh my gosh, it wasn't like for me at the time it was humiliating and embarrassing. Just what really my heart contained. Mm-hmm. But, um, but again, I think people just kept, kept believing in me and just embracing me. Right. And then the, again, the dark is not as dark. Yeah. So I just want to leave everybody um, inspired. Like, just mm-hmm. remember who God is. Remember the treasure that we have. Like, we really remember and connect with God and, and his heart. You know, I think if you haven't done it, if you haven't, um, I read somewhere that 90% of Christians in the West world have never shared their faith. And wow. so if you've never shared your faith with anyone, I just really want to inspire you to just take a leap of faith. Go with someone. You know, God sent people in twos. Mm-hmm. And pray a lot. I Sometimes I pray, like, a lot and confess my sin and try to go right. as spiritually equipped as I can when I go share my faith. But just try it. Just one person. And mm-hmm. I know that I do a lot of cold contact. That can be very scary. Right. But, like, you know, start again with your friends, with your neighbors. Or, you know, you don't have to come up and just up front be, oh, I'm going to share my faith. But just like, oh, hey, I made dinner. You want to come over? And just mm-hmm. sh- share your life. Just share right. who you are. Share your insecurities. Share your, okay, I'm afraid to share my faith with you, but I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. I've been scared. You know, I think we've all been scared. It's normal. But I think it's coming back, our focus, you know, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and to remember, too, that the dark needs the light. So mm-hmm. don't be surprised if God takes you into the, into the dark. Like, mm-hmm. he is with you, and he's precisely sending you because they need you. Wow. That's so good. Thank you, Claudia. I have a couple follow-up questions, if that's okay. I do feel like you hit on a huge issue. I feel like kind of the consumer Christianity that Mm -hmm. is so prevalent but can definitely just seep into our hearts. It uh, it becomes about us, like what, what, what I'm getting out of this, how I feel. I'm not doing well, so it needs to be about me right now. Mm -hmm. And like, oh, well, that's good for you, but that's not how I'm wired. Because I think that's where I can fall into this is feeling like, oh, well, Claudia, she's, this is on her heart. She's so good at that. Mm. Like, here am I, but send Claudia. (laughs) And I think that that is obviously not right because I have the same spirit, you know, Mm -hmm. that God's given me that as well. And there is a level of obedience that needs to come into play At the same time, though, it can instigate a lot of feelings of guilt, I think, for Mm -hmm. a lot of us women. When we do hear about the mission, the gospel, evangelism, we can start feeling guilty and and then be motivated out of that. That's not what I heard from you, though. Like, I don't Mm. feel like that's your heart. Like, you don't seem motivated by guilt. So, I mean... What what would you say to women like me that can mm-hmm. start to feel that and get into that? Because I feel like Satan tries to use that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, what definitely. would you say to to the the idea of shame kicking in when we hear things like this and realize how we're falling short? Yeah, no, I think that can be very real. And sometimes the scriptures are that we can take them very like, oh my God, guys, tell me that I'm not sharing, and that's why people are not hearing. But I think kind of like you said, you know, here am I, but Claudia, <laughs> Claudia's heart is to go out right, and right. be crazy. But I think that God is so personalized. You know, mm-hmm. he, he knows us exactly 
I mean, it's a personal connection. And I think with the mission, it's the same way, right? It's personal. So for me, I have a, a dream, a passion to go to the unreached people, to go to the different cultures. But maybe for you is starting a community something in your church is starting a podcast like this right mm -hmm. you're reaching out to people and i think that um satan will be like well you're not like her right mm -hmm. we start comparing you're right. not you're not like this you're not making a world impact um which one thing also that i forgot to mention with with the mission somewhere along history or something spreading the gospel translated into numbers Okay, you're spreading the gospel, you're going to produce something. Right. But God commands us only to share the gospel. He didn't say wow. convert 20 people by the end of the month. Right. And so I think that's also when fear comes, because then we can be like, I can't be, I can't be like this person, like mm -hmm. my lead evangelist, just converting people right and left. Mm -hmm. And I think God might put one person in your life, because he knows that's what you can handle, right? Right. With, with the measure of faith he gave you. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't measure our faith. He doesn't love somebody more than me, right? He, right. I think obedience obedience comes to when we step out on faith and we see what God has given us. And mm -hmm. we're like, okay, God, I'm going to jump with my eyes closed and you're right. going to catch me because right. that's what scripture says. So I think it just looks different for everyone. And that's the beauty mm -hmm. of it. That God doesn't expect oh, X from you and X from you and you all should go mm -hmm. to third world countries. I think God's like putting individual dreams in our hearts. And, and again, this podcast is a, a pretty amazing example of that. Oh, that's so cool. I like what you're talking about too. It doesn't have to look one certain way, mm -hmm. but I think that goes back to, you made a really great point about how it's more about a lifestyle than a task. Like yeah. that's more, that's how Jesus lived and that's how we should live. And I think that's inspiring because mm. I feel like fear makes it a task, but oh, yeah. faith makes it a lifestyle. Exactly, yeah. And um, that's just really inspiring. And that's how I want to live, you know. So I'm really excited about that and kind of applying what you're talking about. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here and oh, sharing your heart. You I feel really encouraged <laughs> and inspired. And I bet uh, a lot of the people listening do too. That's our mm. prayer and hope is that this can just be a great platform where we – empower and uplift the women that are listening so claudia thank you for being oh, here thank you guys and thank sharing you. your heart and everybody else thank you so much for listening we've loved having you with us and we hope you catch us again next week we are one we are